<laughs> Is that a new song? It's a podcast. Yeah? Is that all you got? Damn, yeah, that's all I got. Oh, all right. Well, maybe I got a little more. Let's it's hear a it. Podcast. It's a podcast. Who's wants to fight? <laughs> wants to fight? Nobody wants to fight you, man. <laughs> you say that all the time. He says this to me twenty four seven. Hey, you want to fight? Hey, you want to so, fight? So you want to fight? fight, huh? Nobody no. Wants- I always make this joke like I'll be in some, I'll be like eighty years old in an old folks' home, <laughs> like in a being pushed around a wheelchair. <laughs> Who wants to fight? Who wants to fight? Yes, Mister. So everyone wants to fight you. Okay. Nobody wants. Yes, Mister Esso. We all want to fight you, Mister Esso. Well, Who's Mr. Esso? That's my father. Please, Mr. Esso is my father. I can't ever picture you being Mr. Esso. I don't like it when I'm called sir at like the grocery store. And yeah, shit. I'm like, sure can I help you, you sir? And I'm like, who? I'm like looking over my shoulder, like as my fifth grade math teacher or something. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Sir? Hey, that's what happens as time goes on. We get called sir and madam. It's not very nice. Or actually, madam would be preferable. I get called ma'am. I hate that. Women hate ma'am. Oh, it's the worst. There's nothing worse. Anyone listening that calls anyone ma'am, you can't call anyone ma'am. Even in 80, don't call anyone ma'am. Don't Just use don't. ma'am. Don't use ma'am. Even in the South, even with the charming Southern uh, accent. I hate it. You can't get away Madam's with Madam's better if you got to do it. Madam, but then madam sounds so like formal. Like, madam, next in line, madam. But it's much more, pol- ma'am is, is just more like, polite. makes you feel like you're I sunk in self-esteem like, instantly. Help you, miss? You need some help, miss? Miss is nice. Miss is nice. I like miss. I, yeah. I usually say miss in place of ma- uh, ma'am. Even to a 50-year-old yeah, woman? Yeah, I'll say miss. They yeah. like miss. Yeah. They're into miss. They're like, oh, miss. Thank well, you for the well. miss. And I'm like, so, what you- <laughs> <laughs> so now that we got on? the miss out of the way. <laughs> Uh, so, big news, fans, fellow fans. Yep, that's right. I finally got my record deal. <laughs> big no. news to all of my uh, fans who've been supporting me, funding my Kickstarter, funding my You Share Me and my Mebo. <laughs> what? You guys, all the other people that are familiar with Mebo. It's yeah. For, it's for young artists that want to start in music. So, I've got them to pay for my music lessons. <laughs> And my songwriting <laughs> lessons and my stage performance classes. Hmm. So they're going to be with me from the very, the infancy of my career. And okay. they're all, they all get a cut. That's all how right. it works. They all get a penny off a penny? record sold. Mebo. Penny. Do you see that John Oliver thing where he wants to get rid of the penny? I think everyone wants to get rid of the yeah, penny. Yeah, let's get rid of the penny. Canada does no penny. New Zealand has no penny. Uh, there's a f- bunch of different countries now that don't use a penny. They just round up or down by a yeah, couple cents. Yeah, it's stupid. I got tons of them in a jar. Well, they're just old and dirty. And they nobody, are dirty. And they don't even... Pe- they did that thing, that study thing where people don't even pick them up off the street. Yeah. It's not even worth it to for people to bend down to pick up a penny. It's just like trash. Well, and also co- they found out that it costs a dollar... Yeah, like 1.7 cents, cents to make, to make a, a single cent. penny. Yeah. yeah, a single penny. We're losing $80 million or something. 80 more 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 just to Maybe, keep them in production to keep them in production and it's so. like the big zinc lobby is the only people yeah. are the only people that want to keep the penny in yeah Fuck no in, like, more stupid penny. politics like get out of here oh no it's funny thing is neil degrasse tyson did this this sort of like equation study thing where he he, he said he was 
uh, walking down the street and he bent down to pick up a quarter. Mm. He's like, that's the smallest denomination of money I would bend down to pick up on the street. Really? Like, what? what is yours? Is it a dime, a nickel, a penny, a quarter? Mine's a, I would pick up a quarter. That's, you know. Yeah, I'd pick up a quarter. meter parking and shit, you can still use a quarter. Right. Um, and then a dollar, whatever. Yeah, I would almost pick up a quarter before a dollar. Dirty old dollar, I'd be like, Ugh, I don't even want that paper. Yeah, Probably I might pick some. up a dime. I might. Maybe, yeah. I don't know if i pick up a dirty old paper dollar. It'd be like someone wiped their butt with it. Like, <laughs> like left it. It was a well, joke. What's a, but a dirty daughter, a do- dollar would be, a quarter would be dirty too. Anything on the ground would be dirty. I don't dirty. know, but metal, I guess you, I feel like you can clean it's it easier. Dirty. Yeah, it's we don't. Dirty. We don't clean it. We should pick it up. Nobody cleans Touch it. Touch it. Well, money's the dirtiest. Anyway, so Neil deGrasse Tyson picks up the quarter and he did an equation where he's like, if he was willing to pick up a quarter, what would be the equivalent uh amount of money that bill gates would bend down to pick uh, up with his net worth yeah and he came that it's forty seven thousand dollars what yeah that's what i like like uh, ratio of oh net my worth. god i know so it's like he wouldn't bend down to pick up anything less than forty seven thousand dollars that's so funny i was like that's brilliant and I love here's forty seven thousand dollars just lying on yeah, the street shit, corner. i dropped 20 grand uh, well, <laughs> someone will get it that's okay i'll just throw this 20 grand in a fountain <laughs> someone will get it someone will get it he talked about the fountain thing in what he, he's like ah oh, pennies people throw with the fountain but you're not getting your wish unless it's like will i see a pound a penny submerged underwater yeah that's the only <laughs> that's wish the only get. wish you're gonna get that's funny well so let's get into it glenn lives glenn lives and it was exactly how most people predicted it was yeah. underneath the dumpster Stabbing wildly at mm-hmm. the zombies coming after him. I feel like he would have got scratched or bit at or nicked or something at some point. I mean, he does. Mm, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. As far Nicholas as Nicholas is on top. So in fact, it was Nicholas's guts, guts and being blood. ripped open. Yeah, that's what most people guess. Yeah, we talked about that. I really didn't think he was going to be dead, but I I didn't think they were going to sh- reveal it to like the end of next half or the first episode of the. Yeah, you kept saying, oh, they're going to drag this, they're going to drag this. Yeah, but I I, I think they surprised everyone by revealing it. And they revealed it at the top of the episode, which is awesome. Right out of the gate. Yeah, they show it. And they're like, yeah, here's Glenn. And and we're kind of like sitting there going, oh my God, is this happening? Are we watching this? This is is happening. Someone like Maggie wakes up from a dream or something. Yeah. Some stupid thing like that. But no, yeah, he's alive and uh, he escaped some fucking how. Like, I don't don't know. I don't know. He just waited for a lot of them to leave under there. He was like under the dumpster for a long amount of time. Yeah. Oh, what was it? It was a. Was it. One of the zombies gets distracted. I don't remember by what. Yeah, there, there. Ooh, like yeah, a there was a distraction. Some there noise, was a distraction that set them sort of off. Yeah, stray. They start moving away from him. Right. And then he runs into Carl, girl. No, Carl. Enid, Enid. Who's like? Can we have like say goodbye to the teenage <laughs> angst shit that we're having to deal with on the show now? Because it's really not fun. Yeah, she sucks. Not... She's like, I wanted to punch her in the face. So she run. He runs into her, and she gives. Oh, she throws him a bottle of water. She's like, and he's like, you need. Yeah. And he's trying to go after. her, Say, and what happened in some... Alexandria? Yeah. Is my wife okay? She won't answer him. And no. She's like running away. But from she's him. like hiding, and like she's. In, they're in this room because he goes up that fire escape. Yeah. The fire escape that I originally th- when I saw Nicholas and Glenn running. Like, up. He's I'm like getting, that's how he's getting out. Or yeah. like they, I thought they were just gonna get onto the fire escape initially instead of going onto the dumpster and like being stranded right. on this fucking dumpster. And so he ends up going up there and that's like where Ina's been camping out for months 
at a time, weeks at a time. Is that where she goes all the time? Yeah. Did we discover that? Yeah, because there's all these empty that. cans of okay. food. That's like her little fucking hideout, little hangout kind of place. Okay. Because she, she likes the like new lifestyle. But it, is this because she's literally so messed up because of seeing her parents get killed? Like she's just shitty to everyone and she's got to be a loner? Yeah, well, remember, didn't she say, like, like uh, the world's dying and we have to let it d- die? And Glenn's like, no, you're just like, go listen to fucking The Cure, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking get your, get your, this is angst. Like, yeah. I know, we lost, everyone lost people. Right. You know? Carl's not a shit. He was a shit for a while, though, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Carl was, had some yeah, we really hated, shitty money. Remember, yeah. there, was a, there was a Facebook page, I Hate Carl or Kill Carl. Kill Carl, yeah. People yeah, hated, people hated Carl. Carl for a long time and, and now Carl's Enid cool. supposed to be older than Carl? I feel like she's, she feels uh, no. like a couple years older than him. Does she? Just it's hard she to acts. tell with girls that age and boys, though, because boys always look younger than the girls of their same counterparts. Yeah, I know, right? It's very funny. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, mean, I don't mean in real life. I mean, like, no, no, no. I mean show. on the show, too. Because they, I, I don't think they we could know. be the same age in real life. No, no. In real life, she's 17, remember? She oh, right. She said it. Well, yeah, we saw her. So she is old. Isn't Chandler Riggs is like 15 or something? I think he's 16 at least. Is he not? Yeah. Um, yeah, but either way, I'm not sure if she's supposed to be older than him or not, but I feel like she has a lot more of the sort of teenage angst. Yep. In addition to the apocalypse problems, you mean? Acopolypse. Acopolypse now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's sort of boring. It's kind of getting boring. It's getting boring and getting annoying. And Glenn's just sort of determined. At first he says, no, I'm getting you back home. I'm doing it for my wife, Maggie, because she would want this. And then as they sort of well, she journey together. she pulls a together, gun on him, too. Yeah, she pulled a gun on him. He's like, him. you're coming with me. And she's like, no. And then he's like, yes. And then she pulls the gun, and then he, like, easily subdues her. Like, yeah, like a badass. Yeah, that like, was cool. And then she calls him an asshole, and he's like, you pull a gun on me, and I'm the asshole. Yeah. I feel like he could have delivered that line better. He goes, oh, really? he says it kind of soft. I don't know. Like, or you just didn't hear? Yeah, it was a little bit thrown away. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah it, got, really it got like, tossed a little. Yeah, yeah, punch that line really. He's sort of just like you pull a gun on me and I'm an asshole, huh? Yeah, it's just sort of like no, you just pull a gun and put it in my face. Yeah, call me an asshole. Yeah, you <laughs> you're calling me an asshole. Yeah, you just shit. smack you upside the head, like you know. Well, hey, I just want to just there was this article about the the most improbable. Uh, Escapes for Glenn, Glenn? Has had. yeah. Like, oh, you mean all of all the whole he's show? had 11 impossible escapes, a couple of them. Like, the first time we met him, he helped navigate Rick Grimes away from a herd of walkers in Atlanta and then walked through the herd camouflaged in zombie guts. Yeah, we all remember I mean, that. We that all was remember one of the first that big moments of the show when you're like, wow, this show's way different than some of the other zombie stuff we'd seen. Right. You know, that was a big moment of like, they're not doing that. Could that really work? Could like, that, it introduced yeah. a whole new principle or property to the zombie universe, really. It did, yeah. Like, I've never seen that in any of the, uh, you know, Land of the Living Dead, Night of the Living Dead. No, true. Even the new Dawn of the Dead. Like, there was never, that was never really covered. It's pretty crazy. It was like Robert Kirk, Kirkman's mind. Yeah. Because it was in the comics. You know? Oh, it was? Yeah, that's in the comics. Okay. And it's a whole, it's a bigger sequence, though, because they have a cart full of weapons and they go get the weapons uh-huh. and they have to get back and they're covered in guts and... Rick almost gets taken down and Glenn almost gets taken down and yeah. It's, yeah, it's a bigger sequence in the comics but it's the same thing where they're wearing those ponchos covered in guts it was a cool episode and yeah. then don't forget about the Vatos remember they take him hostage Glenn gets is the one taken he's hostage he's the one taken hostage I mean they probably weren't going to kill him but still he was like had a he gun to his killed. head he could have and there was a killed. standoff there was a there big was a standoff. Vato yep. Mexican standoff um 
uh, also um, the well when he has to go down the well. Oh yeah, and bring up the big fat well walker. Well walker that splits, splits in, half, in half, and he almost dies there. And that's when Maggie's like, "You're just Walker bait." And yeah, he's like, kiss me, you fool. And then she puts eggs on his head. And he's like, hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. She put an egg. She yeah. smashed it. He's like, why would you waste, waste an food. egg? We have no food. And she's like, that was well. But she's like, I'll take that out of my rations. Right. Dickhead. Um, the, uh, when Rick walks into the bar to get Herschel with Rick and they meet those, those two guys. Dirty Philly guys. Could have died there. Um, it was like eagle fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're totally like eagle fans of the apocalypse. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's Philly fuckers. Fucking Philly eagle fans. They'll like kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not even an apocalypse anymore. They still want to kill you. You guys got any nice coos over there? You can't. Yeah, yeah that's right. Remember yeah, that big guy? Big fat guy. He just starts pissing on the ground. God, I need a piece of ass. It's like, oh, you must be an Eagles fan. What? <laughs> 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 Fucking scumbags. That was the very first instance of seeing people are bad too in the apocalypse like that was kind of like the road-esque you know yeah not as gruesome or anything but that was kind of the beginning of seeing yes there are bad people out there in addition to the fact that they have to deal with walkers too yeah people they'll do anything to survive and i'm not counting the vatos because they ended up being good people taking care of old people in a nursing home yeah that's they were just true. protecting themselves so i'm considering these guys the first really bad people they encounter um okay ghost glenn goes to woodbury and and uh, gets the fuck, the fuck beat out of him by Merle. By Merle, and then a walker thrown at him. Yeah, and he, he survived. Kills the walker. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn's been through a lot of shit. Yep. Oh yeah, that after the prison, and he wakes up and he's like on this little he's, cement. Glenn block. misses the bus. Yeah. He's on the cement block with uh, a million walkers Underneath down him. below him. Yeah. And he somehow survives. Um. Glenn managed to punch Abraham in the face and live to tell. Oh, yeah. That's another one. Remember in that when they're on the road there? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and then Glenn is almost gets killed at Terminus. Oh, yeah. At the trough. Yeah. The he bl- almost, I mean, trough. like there's his head with the, he's got the gag in his mouth and the guy's about to hit him. And the ball gag. And then that's when the other guy comes in and is like, hey, what's your count? Yeah, like wait, wait, I mean, wait, 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 wait. Literally, almost like he like almost gimp. got it. Got get the gap. Um, oh, Glenn, like watching Noah get killed, and he escapes that one. Oh, that was rough. That was yeah. rough. Yeah, that yeah, was the, rough. The revolving door. I think we've all had a bad revolving door moment. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Whoa, shit!" Yeah, oh, I almost got yeah, it. That's a good point. <laughs> Except this one we've was all fatal. Had a bad revolving door moment. Especially if you're drunk and you like try to go, and you're like, you don't know if it's <laughs> like if it's one of those motion sensor revolving doors, and you think it is, and yeah. so you just walk right into it. <laughs> <laughs> just continue to walk into it. I, you asshole. Such an asshole, <laughs> sir. Sir, you're drunk. I'm Late for a meeting. You'd love to excuse me. <laughs> Sir, it's 11 in the morning. Well, then, and of course, you know, the infamous thank you, actually, no thank you scene where Nicholas just like shoots himself in the head and takes Glenn. But he was so lucky when you think about it because, first of all, he, they fall so that Nicholas falls on top of him. Yeah, if they fell fortunate. separately, he would have been devoured. If, yeah, they fell separately. If Glenn fell on top of dead Nicholas's yeah. body, he would have been like ripped apart. The best thing that, for Nicholas to do is just, like literally like put his feet on the edge of the dumpster and just fall backwards and shoot himself. Right. Because the then they would all start eating Nicholas and, and then Glenn, he, Glenn could have, could have gotten away. Yeah. yeah like, but to fall together like that, Nicholas is like... 
sort of a lost gesture. There yeah, because, like, I guess that was nice. We just like let's talk about this. So you want to kill yourself for the for my okay. benefit? Okay, let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. Here, I'll just shoot you. Yeah, Here, wait, <laughs> I'll shoot you. Give me You'll your fall gun. Back. Then I'll have two guns. Right. I'll shoot you. You fall back. You'll be dead. You won't feel anything. Then I can but, run away. But Glenn, not he wouldn't have done that because Glenn's the only of the Atlanta Five who hasn't killed anybody, killed a human, human, a yeah. person, living person. Yeah, but I mean, you know, sometimes you got to make exceptions. Yeah. He's not like, I haven't killed anybody yet since the first season. I wonder if he will. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna start now. Yep. So, meanwhile, back at Alexandria, uh, there's some shit going on there. Um, Morgan gets a talking to by Michonne and Rick. Yeah, because Rick brings up the whole Winnebago incident with the wolves that he that Morgan let go because Carol rats him out. Yeah, Carol's, Carol's like, there I saw too, though. You. Carol's like, you let them go. And he's Carol like, doesn't like Morgan. Well, she doesn't like what he's doing at right. all. Yeah, you know, Morgan is a valuable asset in a lot of ways, but this yep. could get a lot of people killed, man. Like I said in the other episode, if he wants to be on his own and alone and pay, you know, pave his own way and pay yeah. for his own choices, then that's fine. Right, and live by your own code, but right. your, your code could really fuck us in the ass dude well and we see that he's got Merritt weaver who's now the town doctor de facto um mm-hmm. he's recruited her to go tend to the wolf the mm-hmm. big bad wolf guy that he let live that said he was going to kill everyone yeah, he's he's like, like, yeah if i get out of here i'm going to kill everyone right and morgan won't kill him and so Merritt weaver's going over there to help and and carol follows him mm-hmm Carol gets a little wind. She's like, okay, why are those two together? Yeah. Where are they going? And she oh, has Judith, so she has to give Judith to... What's her face? Ding Dong. Uh, Rick's girlfriend. Breckenridge or whatever. Yeah. And Carol doesn't miss a thing anymore. I mean, she's just sees yeah, no, everything. You want Carol on your team, man. You do, but you know what? I'm starting to think that she's a little bit dangerous, too. I don't know. I mean, I guess, of course, duh. That seemed that way. Yeah. But, but, in, but yes, you want her on her team, but I think she's completely without any kind of Well, I feel like compassion. she's really... What everyone's saying about Rick is really more you could attribute she's to Carol. Shame. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's, she's the one that might do some shit that is a little too impulsive or a little too, yes. um, you know, yeah, dangerous. Yeah. You know? Well, without I, I don't think she has any feeling left for many people's, folks. Of, people's yeah. emotions or people's or like, anything or yeah, even people. I think she cares feelings. about a core few, but I think she'll. I think know. she just cares about survival, yeah. really, though. Which I mean, you kind of have to, yeah. Do? But you know? but r- I feel like her and her, she is more of you know what people are saying about Rick. Absolutely, absolutely. She's a badass, though, and. I don't know, though. Yeah, it could come to bite you in the ass. I don't know. I don't know. Her and Morgan are definitely going <laughs> to... Something's going to happen between them. Well, they're talking about kicking Morgan out in that scene. They're talking about, like... I don't think they will. No, I don't think they will. But so then... And we see that Rick is different than Carol because there's Spencer, uh, uh, Deanna's left living son, does this stupid thing where he tries to run mm-hmm. like a, a cable across and crawl the wall, over yeah. the uh, the walkers below him which is also in the comic there's a sequence with that but it's like andrea and her uh-huh and i think did i already talk about and then the clan or something and spencer no. wants to leave behind glenn or oh, something no. oh, and man, they're crossing on the rope yeah. and there's a bunch of walkers underneath and spencer's trying to like 
hook up with Andrea. And after that, oh. Andrea's like, no. Yeah, because in the comics, Andrea's still alive at this yeah, point. She's like, you're a coward and a fool. Right. Like, I could never yeah, I think you. you did mention that. I think I did. But yeah, that's the sequence, but they shortened it and condensed it kind of where and it's, it's just Spencer. him. And yeah. he fails miserably right yeah, away. Yeah, he almost dies. And Tara <laughs> has to like try to say, actually, Rick saves him. <laughs> Rick and, and then Rick Morgan, and Morgan ends up coming and they have to pull him up and he's literally fallen and he's holding onto the cable and they have to pull him up while the walkers are trying to get him they're grabbing at his legs and, and he loses, loses his shoe. shoe yeah and tara and, climbs over the wall like part way and shoots at the walkers with one hand like you got yeah. a pretty good aim to aim a handgun with one hand right and pick headshots off like that it's kind of i mean I, maybe she's a crack really good shot who knows but and then uh, rick yells at her for doing it yeah he's what the hell are you doing she like, gives him the finger yeah, right it was funny yeah that Rick was, was funny. pissed he was like what the fuck are pregnant, you pregnant tara not pregnant on the show but pregnant in, in real, real life. life and you can tell you in can this so episode. totally yeah. tell man like it's kind of there's no way to hide that being that being that pregnant yeah. you know? which is who's she who's she the sister of again the masterson brothers danny masterson oh from right 70s show and then the other masterson brother was in malcolm in the middle Right. And they're a Scientology family. Are they really? Yeah, they are. Whoa. I know it's weird. Uh, boo. I know, boo. Uh, so Rick ends up kind of, uh, Deanna s- says, thank you for saving my son. And he says, well, he gives some reason and she's like, wrong answer. And she Like she basically is saying, no, you did it because you care. And remember, what does he say? He says something like, well, I had to do it or I don't know. No, he says like what I could have done was let oh. them eat him and I s- create a path and I could get the car and I could honk the horn yeah. and I could scare them away. But instead, I chose to save him yeah. because he's your son and he's a part of our group. Or I Oh, because he's your son and she says wrong answer. But she does it. She says it in a way like, I don't believe that's why you did it. I believe you did it because you're still a caring person in there. Right. And then he sort of has this look on his face like... Maybe I am. Maybe but, I am. But, but but Carol would have done what he said that. I, I believe Carol, Carol would have pushed, him, pushed in, him in, yeah. gone across. Or cut the rope. Yeah. Just let him cut fall. Cut the rope, yeah. And then she would have made a run for it. And like, look, I did the best thing with the options. Yeah. And I, I got the walkers away and there's no, that's it. There's no more conversation. Because don't forget, Carol's the one who burned... Tyrese's girlfriend and, and the, killed her the in the prison one. and yeah, the other the one. one the two of them that were sick right because there was a plague and she was for the gonna, uh, greater good yeah. and that's why she was exiled but that she still believes well, she was exiled in that. because she didn't like tell anyone and she, she just lied. did it secretly and then she had Tyrese with this broken heart out for revenge and it was Carol the whole time right you know? but she did it because she knew no one would agree to it yep she probably killed him first and he forgave her he forgave her down the road yeah you know? I, someone asked like why did he forgive her and he's like I think it's because like I was taken after baby Judith for so long. <laughs> like the kid, they asked, yeah. uh, what's his name? Coleman oh, in real life. Oh, okay. At the Chad Stalker, Coleman. Chad Coleman. He's like, yeah, I think it's just like, I come so far with taken after the baby and the two girls. Yeah. That, like, at this point, I couldn't go back to that place and like kill this woman, you know? Well, yeah, he's kind of peaceful. Remember, he doesn't kill that Terminus guy. Yeah, he becomes peaceful. Yeah. He has, he kind of, that was his interesting character. Kind of like Morgan. Yeah. Kind of like Morgan. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I was sad when Tyrese died. Yeah, it was sad. It was a bummer. It was a little to too uh, soon, too. I, I kind of wish he would have stayed around now. I wish he yeah, was at Alexandria. They used him. I mean, he doesn't make it to Alexandria in the comics. Oh, he doesn't? No, no. He doesn't leave okay. the prison in the comics. Oh. He's actually what Herschel was in the comics. Oh, yeah. okay. And uh, But yeah, still, it would have been cool to see him in Alexandria. But yeah, Carol would have definitely just done what she thought was and wouldn't have been thought twice about yeah. it. Just cutting him loose and making a run for it. Here's an interesting question. Rick today, 
would he be okay with Carol killing the two people who had a plague? Oh, I don't know. I think Rick would be okay with it if it was done as a group discussion. I think Rick doesn't like people going around behind his back and making those that's, decisions. That's a good point. He hates that shit. It's the worst. It's like the biggest fucking faux fault thing he faux pas for him. Yeah, it's it is. He hates right. It. It's like you got to be a. It's got to be a group discussion. It's got you got to be forthcoming with what you're thinking and, then and he decides. Yeah, and then he decides. <laughs> and then he decides. And I think he would decide maybe that like if they were that sick and they don't. There's no cure for this whatever plague. You know, yeah. At least you got to quarantine them. Yeah. And if they're gonna die, you've put so many people out of their misery right. once they've been bit. It's like what's to, what's to put two more people out of their misery when they're so far gone and so, then burn their bodies because that's how you stop the spread of right. disease. Do you think that he exiled her and was mad at her because she didn't tell him? You're saying, or because I think at that point in the prison he was still mad that she did it in general. Yeah, I think like, so I think too. she was. He was still against that idea. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair. That's a fair thing to say. Actually, I think he was. Yeah, I think it was both. Yeah, but, but more of him. He was probably more upset that she would do something. So, and to leave it there. And then, yeah, because didn't like. Like Daryl and Tyrese got into it, remember? And yeah, like Daryl like fought Tyrese or yeah. something, and Rick had to break it up. Like it caused a lot of turmoil, it did. It caused a lot of distress in the group, right? And then to do it and to find these like charred bodies, it's and it's Tyrese's girlfriend. No, no, no. Rick and Tyrese had a fight. Okay, they had a bad fight. Yeah, right. Man. A really bad fight at the prison. Yeah, because Tyrese loses it, and Rick he, tries to yep. calm him down, and Tyrese like takes it out and like, did you do this? Did you? Yeah. Was it you? Like he starts turning against right. everyone. So yeah, I would be mad at Carol too. Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. This fucking giant ex football player is like losing his mind in our group. What are you doing? Right. But I mean, I think it's true that Rick doesn't like people. Go- like, it's one of the the first scenes they show when we go to Alexandria in this episode is Gabriel putting prayer meeting. Like, yeah, in the church, one p.m. Yeah, and a little thing little sticking signs. it up on a gazebo, and Rick just sort of you see him walking by, and he just like rips it down, and Carl's like thinking Dad. twice. He doesn't even bat <laughs> he an hates eye. Gabriel. Yeah, I don't He's know why like, they keep him around. They all hate him. They all don't trust him. Well, they shouldn't trust him. He's not trustworthy. Well, then why keep him around? Like what's the what's the sense? Because they're they have no good reason to kill, to kill him. him yeah. yeah, I mean that's why, but that's not a good reason to keep him. You know what I mean? Oh, like, versus exile. You mean? Because yeah, they know he'll be dead in a second. He can't take care of himself. Well, out then there. he should fucking step up and uh, can start contributing and like Maybe start being more forthright and not being some fucking sketchy weasel kind of guy that you can't tell like what his next move is going to yeah. be. Yeah, like he went and snitched on them uh, to Deanna and Rick's a bad man. Yeah, shit. Like, well, that's why they, Rick doesn't like him now. Yes, yeah, but it's like if Rick is the boss, it's like, dude, I do not know what side you're playing yeah. for and you can't like wear that collar and hide behind your collar and expect me to you know i just like you you're a liability man but who's more dangerous a guy like gabriel who can't take care of himself and is somewhat untrustworthy or morgan who won't kill anyone and who will preserve people who will kill all of them I don't know. I mean, Gabriel's more of a liability because he can't take care of himself. Like, why Why do I want to have someone on my team that can't even fight their own battles? True. Or can't even, like, like he's the kind of guy that would get in your way when you're trying to fight. Like, mm. you best, you're best staying locked in the closet until the action's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why even have you around eating our food, taking up mm. our resources, you know? And then causing doubt and stuff in people's ear, you know, spreading around bullshit. Like, who did he get in a fight with? With Sasha, right? In the church. And she was about to kill him. 
Yes. Yeah, man. You don't need that shit. Well, she was he was about to, to kill her. He was, and then he was like, "Kill me, kill me." Yeah, man. And remember, he left the gate open to let yes. walkers in. Why? why well, no, he mindlessly did that. He didn't do because you remember he went out and he was kind of going to like let himself die, and then he ends up killing that walker. Well, like mindlessly back. or not, yeah, he left the yeah, gate. Yeah, he's a liability. No, Whether no you, doubt about it. Yeah. What I think is going to happen? I mean, he's trying to do this prayer meeting thing, and it is as much as I have a lot of ambivalence and issues with the whole organized religion thing which we're going to get into in our movie review <laughs> this week yeah, this but um i i do think that having someone who is gathering them together for prayer meetings in a situation like this could actually be helpful because you're dealing with a bunch of people who have lost hope they're scared they don't. They finally realize what they're dealing with. All the Alexandrians mm. and getting them together and trying to keep them all focused and and well, it's good for community. It's good for community. It's good yeah. for community, right? Even if you're not even going to talk about religion, right? Just to get everyone together in a sort of neutral, calm place. Yeah. You know, I guess church being neutral and calm is a subjective. Yeah, yeah. But it is good for community. Yeah. So that could be something that. But I mean, it looks like next week's all, which is just the mid-season finale, all hell is breaking loose. Well, we did leave out one another uh, sort of plot line of the son getting the gun. Oh yes, what's her name? That son, shitty son. Yeah, he's up to no good, man. He's plotting something, and yeah. we kind of get a little idea of what he's doing at the very last scene of the show of this episode. He gets bullets, which Rick wouldn't give him, but they are teaching him how to use the gun. Him and Carl they already sort of showed him. Him and Carl. There's a scene where they're showing him like which to seems raise it. Silly to me. Yeah. Like, I I'm kind of surprised that Rick Was isn't so on willing. to him. Yeah. Well, he's sort of because he won't give him the bullets, but. Then we see him go steal the bullets from the place that has all the supplies, yeah. and he's walking behind Carl, and he draws the gun. Yeah, he has a gun tucked in his waistline in his yeah. back, and that's when the big church tower falls and crashes onto the wall and right. breaches the wall. Yeah. And at the same time that he's like pulling the gun on Carl. Yeah. So there's a bunch, and that's, uh, a bunch of stuff that they sort of leave us hanging with. Well, and there's a famous thing in the comics that happens, right, where Carl gets shot in the eye. Yeah, Carl loses an eye uh, in the comic, but it's not because of the kid. It's because of Rick. Accidentally, if, Accidentally, because right. th- this breach happens in the comic, and they all are, like, literally holed up in the houses, and they don't know what to do, and it's just completely overrun with uh, walkers and zombies, mm. and so they have to make this, this run for it, kind of, during that yeah. sequence. A lot of people die, actually. Really? Yeah, a lot of people die. A, a lot, lot of Alexandrians. Alexandrians? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Um, See what happens That there. will probably happen, I'm guessing. At least next, yeah, beginning of next season. I kind of have this feeling Deanna's going to die in this episode. Because, she might, yeah. Because she handed over the plans and oh, she yeah. had that. You know, whenever they show a person who's kind of had their hopeful future moment, yeah. like Noah was sitting and talking with her husband about city architecture and, and city yeah. planning and then he dies. He dies like, like she's, later that day. <laughs> yeah. Like same thing. She's like, here's the plans for what I think Alexandria could be. Yeah. And she sort of came around to that after she had that episode of like. That meltdown. Yeah, the meltdown. So I suspect she's going to get killed and they're going to. It's going to be like, well, Deanna wanted this vision. Yeah, and then once they clear the walkers out and rebuild, they're going to like take her plans, and then there's yeah. going to be like the original f- plans framed above the fireplace. Yeah, and they're all going to sit and drink tea and eat. Cookies. I also just think 
I don't think Tova is signed on to do that much of the show. She's kind of too big an actress. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Um, so, but yeah, people die in this episode. Oh, oh. Also, we see uh, Glenn and Enid get back and see the giant Walker pile up against the fence and they were standing right where we were standing yes, in Sonoy. which was so cool we were watching it going holy shit that's the same that's the street there's this like little street that splits the center of town where, of Sonoy. that's like where the woodbury is and, and alexandria across the street no well, just woodbury is well, yeah. the main side of oh, town right. and then there's that street and then there's this whole building development on the other side of that street that is built from scratch alexandria right and it's just this small like two lane little street yeah and on either side one side of the street's woodbury the other side's <laughs> yeah. alexandria and you just stand right there and that's where glenn and eden were standing between those trees yeah you can go and then there's those same tracks that are right there near the street right so it's all it's all very small but they like it look like they it's so look far huge. away it's i know so neat and they have those green balloons and they let go of them and maggie sees yeah, it she finds and, a balloon and then and and glenn's like there's a helium tank there so they fill up these balloons and yeah, they they let them the green go. balloons were like the the, the sign yeah. that was for the quarry incident. That was part of the the like the right let people know. And so and Maggie knows it's Glenn. She just yeah. she knows and it's she Glenn. says that she's like yeah. it's Glenn. Glenn's yeah. here. Yeah, and that's when the wall breaches. Mm-hmm. So and you know we don't know. I mean, we saw Daryl and Abraham and Sasha on their way back, so we're not sure at what point they're going to arrive. At Alexandria, yeah, with that big truck, that truck will come in handy. Yeah, some some way. I think they pull up in front of the breach or something. Oh, I don't know. I don't well, know. that I could be. I forget handy. what happens, how they do it. In but the comic. don't forget, they don't even know what that noise was with the horn. Still, because when we saw them last week, it was the perspective that they had after that whole incident happened. So they don't like they don't know what happened. They don't know that wolves came to the door. You know, they're getting back to Alexandria for the first time since that whole herd broke off and the horn thing happened. Yeah, they're coming back blind. Yeah. They don't know that Glenn has been missing and that there's right. yeah, a bunch of shit going on. Bunch of shit. Bunch of shit. So, bunch uh, of shit. I'm ex- I mean, I'm excited for the mid-season finale. I'm sad that it's already here. I can't believe it's already here because now we have to wait till February. It's crazy. Yeah. It goes so quickly. You spend all this time waiting and anticipating the show and then yeah. it's just boom. Eight episodes. How many God. was it? Ten? I think eight. eight. Yeah. This is because we just. This was six oh seven. Heads up. This last episode we're talking. So about. is it eight and eight this season? I guess so. That's cool. Maybe it goes or maybe eight quick. and six, eight and seven, eight and know. six, maybe fourteen episodes. Yeah. Who knows? It goes so quickly, and and we're we're still gonna have to. Anyone who has any ideas of where in Doolin, Ireland, we can watch the season. Premier, opener yeah, season, of Walking Dead season premiere. Please let us know. It'd be cool if there was an Irish Walking Dead viewing party. Anyone know one? Please let us know. Yeah. We'll drive to it. We fly into Shannon on that morning, and uh, we gotta find a place to go see this so. in the middle of the Irish countryside. Yes, it'll be fun. It'll be yeah, lots of fun. it would be awesome, but we just. I'm ho- or hoping that someone's going to be watching it there. Whiskey and Walkers. That's what we'll call it. Yeah, Whiskey and Walkers. Whiskey and Walkers. We'll sponsor walkers. it for you guys if you find a way to show us it. Yeah. Uh, so that wraps up our We Talk Dead for this week. Uh, we've got a movie review to discuss. Yeah, nice light movie experience. <laughs> nice light, relaxing movie experience. Not 
really. It's called Spotlight. You may have heard of it. It is starring Mark Ruffalo, uh, Liev Schreiber, uh, Michael, Michael Keaton. Um, uh, what's her face from Mean Girls? Rachel Ruffalo. Rachel McAdams. Um, and a bunch of people. Really phenomenal. Stanley Tucci's in it, and he's fantastic as always. It is about the Boston Globe. Uh, shut up, Boston. Uh, the reporters who uncover the uh, church Catholic Church scandal uh, in Boston, Massachusetts, yeah. um, specifically with Gagan, who was a priest that was convicted for molesting hundreds of kids, and Cardinal Law, who's the piece of shit cardinal that I grew up with in Massachusetts, who knew that 90 priests were molesting a thousand kids in Massachusetts over 30 years over 30 or- years and did nothing at all he just kept moving them around piece of shit fuck you yeah this is gonna be a lot of fun talking about this <laughs> i'm excited well it, it's fun in the sense that it is maybe one of the best films of the year mm-hmm. it, it is incredibly well written it is uh really well acted uh, and it's really neat because it's sort of like a bureaucratic whodunit Yes. So it's sort of like it's like a mystery yes. movie and they're getting piece by piece and they're getting stuff over the phone from Richard Jenkins' voice. You yeah, never even you know see it's him. him. Yeah. yeah. And he's a psychotherapist that was a that priest. Was a priest right. And he has all this information on like habits and stats of priests and stuff. And he, he studied them for thirty years. For thirty after leaving the priesthood. Yeah. And he still considers himself a Catholic. Right. It's really interesting. There's so much sort of gray area and ambiguity with people's faiths and stuff Mm. where it's like, yeah, I'm still a Catholic. I know that like it's just an organized sex trade ring, sex crime ring for the most part because it goes all the way to the Vatican. If the Cardinal knows... The Vatican knows. Oh, of course. Yeah. The Pope knows. And I know it's all like hipster they didn't Pope go right that now. Far. Like sunglasses and pizza Pope. Like, but it's still like, after you watch this, like even this Pope, like, you know, he believes in global warming and he, you know, likes gay people. It's still like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, it's hard upsetting. to, well, it's hard and, to get and, behind. Well, and, well, we'll get into it. And it's hard end, to like tweet like hashtag Pope. So cool, man. Pope win one, no. Pope zero. And it's like, what? No, no, I can't get behind this whole cool Pope thing. No, after you see this film. And it's really worth seeing. It's really, I mean, and I grew up in Boston and I grew in that at, era. and I'm a Catholic. I, I was raised Catholic. And it was an interesting, there's a scene where they all talk that one of the guys who had been molested asked them if any of them were Catholic. And they said, I think it's fair to say that we were all raised Catholic. And that is an expression that all of us know very well who yeah. grew up in Massachusetts. And we all say we were raised Catholic and not too many of us still say we are Catholic. But I grew up, literally, was raised in the era when they, uh, when this was happening. Very definitely, I knew Car- I knew who Cardinal Law was. I'd seen him many times at like Christmas masses and stuff. Uh, I, I, I mean, and I knew the whole climate of this is happening, but no one wants to talk about it because there's also a Stanley Tucci who plays the the lawyer who is defending many of the victims has this great line where he says, if it takes a village to raise a child, raise a child takes a village to molest a child. Or to abuse a child. To, yeah, I think he to, says abuse or he molest. Abuse. But like, it's completely true because yeah. neighbors and friends and family members would say, you know, 
oh, you, it's the church. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Yeah. And it goes all the way to the top. There's these lawyers and that actor that's Who in CIS who's in all these movies. Uh, he's constantly trying oh, yeah. to get Michael Keaton he's to the just cop sort from of. from the main CIS. Yeah, yeah. And just stop. Just stop. You know, yeah. you almost think like they'd take him out. Like you'd almost think there'd be like a hit or something. They might as well. Like there's, but it really rang. I mean, it was so familiar to me the whole don't rat on. It's, it's worse to rat out the system and, and, fuck with the church then reveal the yeah what's like happening is a crime it's like the worst crime yeah. too it's not like they're embezzling money you know it's like yeah that's wrong it's a crime it needs to be stopped i'm sure they're doing that too but i mean this is just the worst crime it, that humans can commit on other humans yeah and it's done through the sanctity of uh it's it's like yeah. what is, it's it's a religious crime it's like a faith crime yeah. remember that one guy says oh, it's a spiritual crime as well as, as a, a physical yeah. crime because Which, you trust the priest so much when he asks you to throw away a piece of paper you feel like you're the chosen one right and so when he shows you a porno mag and tells you a dirty joke you feel like it's your okay, little secret I'll go along yeah and then he asks you to fucking blow him and right. then you think oh uh, uh and like the guy's this is what one of the he he's called himself survivors yeah. you know and he's like i gave you guys this information five years ago all of this information well that's a big and part of nothing it with it is that they realized that they had <clears throat> been that it, it literally took, like he says, it took the whole village to ignore it. And it's finally kind of the tenacity. Well, it was Leah Shriver because he comes in. He he's like comes the, new in, editor, the new editor. Right. And he's from Miami and he's Jewish and like he's not Catholic. You know what I mean? He's they not make a the baseball point. fan. He's totally yeah. an outsider he's an in outsider. Boston. They he's not that. a sports fan. He doesn't, he doesn't yeah. want to go to the, the Sox game. Right. He's not a Catholic. He didn't grow up in the East Coast. He's not from New England. Yeah, they yeah. make this point about his character and the real guy it's all real people yeah you know and so he's the one that like and so why have we not done more on this story oh because there's no leads on it it's like well can we find some leads yeah. you know can i interview with cardinal law so you want to sue the church he's like no i want to get i wanted them to release the documents that are labeled they were supposed to be public f- documents but they've hid them or and they disappeared them, and, yeah. yeah all the documents of the original molestation cases Against which are Gagan supposed to be public law, yeah. are basically they couldn't get them unreleased and then when they do they're ba- they're gone they're, they're like, like tampered with yeah you can't access those and yeah. remember the guy wouldn't even give them to mark ruffalo mark nope. ruffalo had to go talk to That's a judge and yep. the judge said he's like you know these are very sensitive documents he's like yeah but they're public right he's like yes i know but they're very sensitive you know it's like no one wanted to mess with the church and does. i can tell you that's exactly how it was no one wants to mess with that institution especially it's so strange there. Like in ireland too ireland's even way like it's been well at the end really of the movie they they list all the different cities and townships and countries that have had reported sex abuse cases yep. against children and it's all over the world it's an a complete it's south epidemic. america it's ireland it's the uk it's you're all over europe all over the states canada australia they list every single oh, yeah. town and it's like you know at the closing credits and they show they do like in such and such and such a time this much happened at such yep. a time and it happened in all these places and it's just row after row yep. it's like listing the cgi names from a fucking you're avengers right. movie where it's like hundreds hundreds of yep. names of places it's heartbreaking really it is it's devastating but uh the writing's exceptional the acting is exceptional mark ruffalo is fantastic mm-hmm. keaton gives another 
subtle but stellar performance. Yeah, Keaton coming off of Birdman. This is a great role for him. Yeah. Because it's a real role. It's a real movie. Uh, you know, he really got to act. He wasn't doing some like Jack Frost 2 for Christmas no. or something. <laughs> no, you know what I no, mean? This like, is... It could happen. Yeah. But yeah, this is something that will probably be award contender. I'd say without a shadow of a doubt, this will get a Best Picture nod. I would guess that Ruffalo will get a nod. Keaton might get a nod. Keaton might Tucci win this might time because he didn't win for Birdman. Yeah. You know what I mean? They do that a lot on the awards where, like, we'll give it to you for Spotlight because you didn't get it for Birdman. Right. Well, though- I, I wouldn't be unhappy about that. I mean, he gave a great performance. Liev Schreiber, God, he's a good actor. Yeah, Liev did an amazing job. He did an amazing job. job. And it's very, if you're a Ray Donovan fan, it's such a different, like, it's like, are you, yeah. is this the same guy? Because it's a very understated performance, but you can see he almost, he he must have spent got time with the guy because he they really did. captures his nuances and little. The, he captures the essence of the the guy himself. So they well. interview the woman that Rachel McAdam played on NPR, and she talked about how right. they did this like get together thing for a few weeks or mm. interstitially, you know. And she realized like that you guys are like as much as we're going to ball games and being friends, like you are studying yeah, us right now. <laughs> you know funny. what I mean? Yeah. And that's yeah, man. You want to make it real. Yeah, if you're a really good actor, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I would give this film a 9.5. Yeah, I'd give it like a 9. I'd give it a 9.5. All right. <laughs> I, and I, I think it was incredibly well done. It's one yeah, of my it's favorite awesome. films this year so far. It's, it's, and I don't even, it's not that it's tough to watch because it's, there's, I mean, no. the content's disturbing, but there's no disturbing, you're not going to see get molestations or anything like that. No, there's it's, no like flashback scenes of like the priest closing the door with a little boy. No. There's the only time there's even children is when Stanley Tucci's like interviewing mothers with their right. children. They're like coloring and coloring books in some office space. You yeah. Know? Like there's really no sort of like. No, like Boston, nineteen seventy four. No. It's like some gross cutaway thing. Yeah, not like Mystic Pizza, Mystic, Mystic River, <laughs> Mystic, Mystic Pizza, Pizza, Mystic River. Your two favorite movies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but but at the same time, I mean, it's upsetting. And but it is really more of kind of like you said, it's like an, a mystery and a detective story. In yeah, a it's sense. cool. That's the one yeah. of the coolest parts about it is it is a mystery and it's all of the behind the scenes politic bullshit mm. of the sort of brotherhoody. St- kiss the ring stuff that goes on in boston and chicago and it's all handshakes and people stepping on other people to back off and it's all over beer and and champagne and stuff you know i hate that shit it's crazy it's all done like behind closed doors you know yeah and you really get a feeling of how incestuous it is yeah it is you know no pun intended no one that's such a boston thing you don't want to step outside the lines you don't want to like, and it doesn't matter what's going. No, no, you just you deal with it. You yeah. don't say anything. It's just like we don't want to mess with the church here. This is the church we're talking about. Well, there was people that were saying like their their mothers would tell their children. Yes, like, no, like the he's like, what did your mom do? Oh, she made cookies and tea when right. when they came he, yeah. in to interview him about being molested by yeah. the, the priest. You know what I mean? It's like she made cookies and tea for the. You know. Well, it just shows you the hold. That the Catholic Church has on people, has on this community, the, community. the Irish community, the you know, the Irish sp- Catholic, Hispanic, yeah. the Italian. Like, I, I can only speak for my own, the Irish, Boston Irish Catholic community. It was like an incredible hold on us all. And I am going to publicly say thank you, Mom, for taking me out of Catholic school and letting me go to public school and mm. finishing because 
mm-hmm. I would have been miserable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that uh, that spotlight, I definitely recommend it. Uh, I think you will like it. Yeah, the, some of the raw scenes are like the confessional scenes where they're interviewing these guys, these victims, mm. you know, over coffee, and they're like, "Yeah, and, and they're oh, that was a great sequence." The one the yeah. guy that's sort of like a heavy set gay guy who was—he's like, "I knew I was gay from when I was right. a kid," and then you know to be gay and then to do these things with a priest, and right? It, like, and to be already be How gay. confusing it was for yeah. him. And then the other guy who wasn't. Who and that guy was super Boston actor dude, and he was awesome. He just was super authentic. Yeah, and he had the track the marks all up his arm. Yeah, he's probably a drug. T- he had drug problems. Well, they yeah. say a lot of them. A lot of them just kill themselves. Yeah, and, or, or overdose on drugs. So the ones that survive and actually have like a family and you know a wife or kids. And right. Like that, those are the survivors. That's yep. what the guy said. He's like, that's why we call ourselves survivors because yep. it ruins people's lives forever. Right. Like, there's no real coming back from something like that, which is fair. How could you ever? It's how true. Could, how could you come back from something like that? Well, anyway, on a lighter note. On a lighter note. It's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. So, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope you have a good one. Eat a lot of turkey. Eat a lot of fixins. And uh, we'll be back for the se- to talk about the mid-season finale of Walking Dead. Yep. I have my Thanksgiving pizza that I have every year. <laughs> no. And my Ninja Turtles marathon. Oh, that sounds fun, actually. It's, yeah, it's not that fun. It's actually really <laughs> sad. It's actually really kind of sad. Sad. Yeah, so go, go Power Rangers. And go Pats. And go Power Rangers. All right. See you, audience.